Hello, pod people. I'm DA, and welcome to Millennial Edition. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we will be examining if Trump's detention centers for immigrants and those seeking asylum are actually concentration camps. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter to be a part of the discussion. Okay, so let's dive right in. So last week, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of the 14th District in New York stated in an Instagram live stream that, in quote, the United States is running concentration camps on our southern border, and that is exactly what they are. They are concentration camps, end quote. As everyone has probably seen and heard by now, this statement ignited people on both sides as to whether she used the term appropriately, especially since she is using the term outside of the horrific oppression of the Jewish community during the Holocaust. So let's explore this term together and evaluate whether Trump's detention centers amount to that of concentration camps. As always, let's start out with some definitions so that we can all be on the same page. The dictionary definition of a concentration camp is, in quote, a place where large numbers of people, especially political prisoners or members of persecuted minorities, are deliberately imprisoned in a relatively small area with inadequate facilities, sometimes to provide forced labor or to await mass execution, end quote. This term, as all of us know, is most commonly associated with the Nazi concentration camps established in the early 1930s. Since a lot of people tend to use the term internment camp when discussing Trump's detention centers, let's go ahead and just look at the definition now. The dictionary definition of an internment camp is, in quote, a prison camp for the confinement of enemy aliens, prisoners of war, and political prisoners, end quote. This detention is usually conducted during wartime and characteristically known as imprisoning large groups of people without due process of law because the confinement is a preventative measure instead of confinement based on being convicted of a crime. Since the controversy surrounds the use of the term concentration camp, our focus will be on this term solely for the purposes of this episode. So let's explore the history of this term. The term concentration camp was actually first used around the years 1899 to 1902 during the Second Boer War, where the British set up camps for a group of people known as the Boers, and they were farmers of Dutch and Germanic descent living in South Africa. Also brought to the camps were black Africans, and they were detained because they believed that these groups were participating in guerrilla warfare. So they proceeded to systematically burn down their homes and kill their livestock. They separated the men from their families and either killed or banished them and forced the women and children to live in the camps that were overcrowded, dangerous conditions, poor hygiene and sanitation, where food was limited and disease ran rampant. As a result, over 150,000 Boers and Africans were killed in the concentration camps. Activists captured haunting and disturbing photos of the emaciated, starving children living inside of those camps. At the same time, around 1896, Spain instituted the Reconcentración Policy, which sent over 400,000 Cubans to their deaths in forcible removal to the concentration camps. The camps mirrored the same camps found in South Africa by the British, where the conditions were inhumane, food was scarce, disease was high, and mass death was a constant. 
Concentration camps seek to concentrate a group of people that are singled out and deemed undesirable and put in a place of harsh or dangerous conditions that make their deaths inevitable. Jewish historian Anna Lynn Guzik, who is a researcher on genocide and crimes against humanity, wrote in a piece for Vox that, end quote, genocide is a human crime, not a German one, end quote. Genocide means, end quote, the deliberate killing of a large group of people, especially those of a particular ethnic group or nation, end quote. When a leader or leaders of a nation deem an entire group of people as undesirable, a nuisance, or an enemy of the state, they seek ways to eliminate that entire population through policies that lower their dignity and ultimately create dangerous conditions that make sudden death inevitable. Actor and activist George Takai has spoken openly about his time in the Japanese internment camps. He has stated, in quote, I know what concentration camps are. I was inside two of them in America. And yes, we are operating such camps again, end quote. He goes on to further explain how he and his family were forced out of their home at gunpoint and placed in the rower camp located in Arkansas, where he was surrounded by barbed wire and military machine guns during World War II simply because he and his family were Japanese and deemed enemies of the United States. Like several others, Liz Cheney criticized AOC's use of the term concentration camps and responded on Twitter by saying that AOC should, in quote, spend just a few minutes learning about some actual history. Six million Jews were exterminated in the Holocaust. You demean their memory and disgrace yourself with comments like this. So I just have to stop here. I find it strange that people are more angry at the use of the term rather than the documented human rights abuses that are being committed. Maybe it's meant to divert attention so that the international community doesn't respond and condemn these abuses or take action, or perhaps they are trying to clear their own conscience. So let's take a closer look to see if Trump's policy amounts to that of a concentration camp. So let's go back to the definition we read earlier in this episode and take it step by step. Does Trump's policy seek to concentrate a group of people he has singled out that he deems to be undesirable or an enemy of the United States? And that answer is yes. By Trump's own words, he deems Mexicans coming to the United States as undesirable and not the best people to be around. In quote, he stated, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're racist. End quote. So essentially, by Trump's very own words, he has singled out a group of people, Mexican asylum seekers and immigrants. He finds this population of people to be undesirable, and he has a solution in dealing with this group of people. He doesn't want this particular group migrating to America, in addition to other black and brown immigrants from shithole countries, in favor of bringing immigrants from nations like Norway that have large populations of white people. So Trump Trump's solution to discourage and deter the migration of a targeted group of people like Mexicans and those from shithole countries is his very own zero tolerance policy, which by design has separated families, including children and babies from their parents without the possibility of reunification. A reminder that these children have not properly been tracked and some parents 
have been deported without their children. They have all been detained. Either though, many of them are seeking asylum from what will be most likely their guaranteed demise. For those who have been captured at the border and have not been immediately deported, they are placed in detention centers. So essentially, with the immigrant and asylum seekers that are deemed undesirable, they are captured and concentrated to a designated living space after they have been separated from their family members, especially children from their parents. So now let's evaluate whether Trump's zero tolerance policy is in the boundaries of domestic and international law. And the answer is no. This policy violates both domestic and international norms. Well, there's no argument that Trump's policy violates international norms, specifically the UN Refugee Convention, which explicitly prohibits the prosecution of refugees. In regards to domestic norms, well, that's an obvious one too, as children are ordered to appear before the immigration courts, even though we do not traditionally hold children accountable for the decisions made by their parents, which means children are being detained for actions committed by their parents, which is cruel and violates due process. Trump's zero tolerance policy has incarcerated babies, the youngest reported as only four months old because their only crime to him was being born of parents from shithole countries, and thus he sees these innocent babies as not being even slightly worthy of due process, compassion, and grace. A part of the characteristics of concentration camps is the inadequate, dangerous living conditions of the camps. So we must evaluate, are the detention centers that have separated families to concentrate them in a particular space because they are undesirable, adequate living facilities? And the answer is no. And as Trump has let us all know, they're designed that way so that it deters the undesirables from migrating or seeking asylum here. To date, 24 immigrants have died in the detention centers. At least six of them were children. The Trump administration has argued that they do not need to give the immigrant children any soap or toothbrushes or beds while in detention. The centers are famously known as ice boxes because they are unnaturally cold. Those detained in the centers are forced to sleep on cement floors and given an aluminum blanket. A CBP agent, Juan David Ortiz, he murdered four immigrant women. Over 30 women have miscarried babies while in detention. And particularly for these incidences, I do not think it is at all by accident and just a coincidence. Because if a child is born on American soil, the baby would thus be a citizen and given rights. So it doesn't surprise me at all that reports are showing that miscarriages have doubled at an astounding rate in the centers. In addition, thousands of immigrant children have reported sexual abuse and almost 200 of those cases were at the hands of those who work in the detention centers. So lastly, the definition of concentration camps states that those who are detained will face mass execution or forced labor. Now, some have argued that forcing a group of vulnerable immigrants to live in facilities that are so harsh that disease and malnourishment are rampant, making death inevitable, amounts to that of mass execution. I'm not sure the deaths that have occurred in these camps shake the conscience. But what about forced labor? 
labor. Well, some have argued that the detention centers have participated in forced labor. Private corporations have managed to find a way to profit off of the detention of immigrants and asylum seekers and have instituted what is known as the voluntary work programs, which unlike its name, forces detainees to work for as little as a dollar a day. Liz Martinez, who is the Director of Advocacy and Strategic Communications at the organization Freedom for Immigrants states, in quote, the detention facilities create an inhospitable atmosphere, end quote, and this forces immigrants to join the work program. So essentially, for basic human needs, immigrants must work for it for as little as a dollar a day. Approximately 55 detention centers were reported to have this program. Even more disturbing, several detention centers were reported to not have a formal voluntary work program in place, but immigrant detainees were performing cleaning and maintenance services without pay because it saved the detention centers thousands of dollars a year. So that essentially amounts to forced labor. So overall, when we look at the definition of concentration camps, which was originally used around the 1890s and most closely associated with the Holocaust, then yes, it appears that AOC was correct in her application of the word. Of course, Trump's concentration camps are not Nazi concentration camps. They are not the same. And from what I understand, she did not call them Nazi concentration camps. They are, however, and unfortunately, American concentration camps arrived by the Trump administration because he finds black and brown immigrants undesirable and outside of deserving dignity and due process of law. And since Trump has that mindset, he feels he can do anything to them, even if it results in their deaths. He will do whatever it takes for them not to come here. Immigrants from Norway, all are welcome. Immigrants from Mexico, you are all criminals and rapists, stay away. So instead of focusing our time and energy deciding on how to term the Trump administration's crimes against humanity, how about we all spend time and energy fighting this administration's cruelty being committed within our own borders to living human beings seeking refuge in what is supposed to be a fair and just nation? Thanks for joining us for this episode of Millennial Edition, and I look forward to engaging with you all soon.